Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Purposely Local, when we feature the why and the purpose of businesses and people that are actually shaping the new world of local. What our intentions in this podcast is basically to talk about the why, not the how and the what, which is normally what you hear in a lot of other podcasts. So here we're going to mainly focus on the purpose and we are going to feature the purpose of whoever we talk to in front of their customer, which is something that is very powerful. Today, I have a very special episode because for the first time, I'm going to have someone else interview myself because of a very specific timing and things that are happening within my startup and my life. I had the pleasure to be here with Lorisa Ibarra. Lorisa Ibarra and I met actually randomly a few months ago through, I believe, one of one of my colleagues who reached out to you or you reach out to one of my colleagues because you heard about what we were doing uh, in my startup, right, Larissa? Yes, it was. It was kind of we reached out to each other at the same time. It was really interesting. <laughs> yes, and look, now we're here. That's kind of the way it works. So we kind of reach out at the same time. We had a conversation about a potential partnership. From there, we jump into sharing stage at an event that actually Larissa put together with some other partners at South by Southwest this year. And we had a very good chemistry. We are aligning a lot of the things that we're doing today. And I thought that he could be a great person to kind of like talk about what the next steps are going to be on my side. And I basically invited Larissa to interview me today. Just to give you a little bit of references, Larissa today is the founder of um, Moody Brand Retailer focused on sustainability that is called Refined and is based in Austin, Texas. However, she's completely global. She has brands, sustainable brands from different parts of the United States. And basically, we are in a very similar journey in our startups today. And I think we, we've been having a lot of great conversations. And that's what I said, you know, yeah. I think Larissa will be the ideal person today to kind of like flip the coin and have someone interview myself in this very special episode that we're going to put together. Not because it focuses on myself, it's because it's a special because it's not really the traditional format of me interviewing uh, other people. So with that said, I'm going to leave the word to Larissa. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be doing this. I have never done a interview like this on a podcast before. So this is new and exciting to me as well. First and foremost, I think what you're doing is amazing, which we'll get into exactly what you're doing. But what can you tell me? What made you think of, you know, going into this space with sustainability? I think it's interesting to have a focus and a niche on influencers in the sustainability space. So yeah, what is your why for kind of starting this out and building something impactful? Thank you. I think the first thing is it started with this podcast. <laughs> when we all start seeing what COVID was doing to, to businesses in the U.S., and especially I was seeing that in my local communities, how a lot of 
local businesses were starting to shut down and some of them were shifting into e-commerce without them not knowing what it was going to, to be. I thought that I, I wanted to do something to help. And as a kind of like as a, my entrepreneurial mindset put me in a way that, you know, I want to have conversations with, with founders of brands yeah. to see what they're going through. Even if it's just a therapy, you know, that's fine. I, I want them to talk. I want it to be open. And because at, at the end of the day, I want, I, I knew there is something beyond the craft of what you do. There's something that you align and something that is very more related with your passion and purpose. And I kind of wanted to feature that. So I decided to do all these conversations and, and, and there still are. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have any ROI with this podcast. I don't have any like agenda or, or anything behind this. It's just purely from my passion to talk to founders and brands. And I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship too, which I am because that's why I'm an entrepreneur as well. And within me having these conversations with these brand founders, some other people that are, you know, having interesting concepts on local and purpose, which is the main focus of this podcast. I learned that one of the main ways on how you can put together and delay and, and kind of like square your purpose is on sustainability. Like I think sustainability align a lot of the values that a purposely driven company could definitely follow. And because you are, you're not doing something just for you, you're doing something also for others. Mm-hmm. And with, when you explore in that concept, immediately you get into sustainability because sustainability has all of that in one word. And that's how I got into sustainability. And then from there, by looking at what I was doing in this podcast, I kind of like pivot my whole business into this. I, I, I thought, I remember when I started the podcast, I said like, oh, you know, I want to build a community, you know, parallel to, to my fashion tech business, the one that I had prior to the current one that I have now. And I always said, you know, man, maybe I build like a personal community. And I was having a hard time internally kind of to align what is my personal mission and what is my startup mission. And that's how can I basically align into, into sustainability. That's awesome. Yeah. And I like that you said that you found kind of like a common ground with the people that, you know, care about others and are trying to do good things. And yeah, that all falls under sustainability. And I mean, sustainability means so many things. And I think what I, why I personally gravitated towards, you know, your mission as a company was because you do put values first and you do connect, you know, uh, influencers and you connect brands based off of their alignment in values, which I think is ultimately the most, the biggest driving factor to creating really genuine and real success and, you know, creating a strong community that um, customers and consumers can really get behind. So I love that about it. Um, what kind of change do you hope to make with your company? What's, what are some of your goals that you, that you see um, your company kind of reaching and creating impact in? That's a very good question. I think that overall, I see that there are companies today that are starting their sustainability journey mm-hmm. or consumer brands that are starting the sustainability journey. And I believe they 
struggle to grow sometimes, and especially on the marketing space, because it's hard when you're spending a lot of money in to be sustainable, because to be sustainable is not easy. It's more expensive and it's more difficult as well. And when you are in that journey, you also struggle on the marketing side. And that's what I learned on the, all these conversations that I had in, in, in my first season of, of the podcast, that you know there is a lot of a struggle there. And I knew that I was kind of at least creating some effect in these conversations. And these conversations were only about purpose and why. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said, you know, how can I scale this? How can I do this bigger? Because I don't want to have all of my shoulders and, and I'm not really an influencer. I don't consider myself an influencer. So I can really do this on a bigger scale with people that are really professional into doing this, not, not me having this uh, uh, random conversation. And, and that's where we created the MVP. We tested what we, are, we were doing. We said, you know, let's try to see if really this is something that is just a theory that I have on my mind, or it's something that we really can put in practice. And the MVP and experiment went really well. We had brands that actually, without knowing that this was an experiment, they were asking us to, how can they join this or how can they come back and do something uh, similar? And that was the day that I thought about your question today. I thought, well, why can I do this? What is going to be my ultimate mission with this? And I think the mission itself is basically to really empower this smaller and, and emerging sustainable consumer brands yes. with the right influencers and help them to grow. Because I think when you really connect with, uh, as you said, with values and emotionally with these influencers, and I'm excited to talk about your brand because I'm aligned with your values, there's something really powerful into that. And then whatever content that I put together as an influencer is going to be honest, it's going to be direct, it's going to be more impactful for your ideal customers and people are going to receive it like that. I think the influencer marketing space today lack a lot of authenticity. There's so many endorsements that you see today in social media that you really see it and you're kind of like passed because, oh, you know, I know this person is trying to sell me that drink or piece of clothing or whatever it is. And, and they don't necessarily believe in that. And, and you see like that. I mean, when you, when you see on TV a commercial, that's why people skip commercials because they don't want to see uh, something that is meant to sell you. What we really want to do is to really make and help these uh, consumer brands to understand that influencer marketing works. Influencer marketing is a very good tool to grow your brand if you understand that the relationship between you and the influencer has to be honest and has to be something that both of you guys want to be part of it. And it's not necessarily only about the money. The money is really important. We always paid influencers. We're not in the business of, you know, making some money and, and, and do free influencers. I think what we are is in the business of, you know, having passion of for beyond the money, also have some passion of these influencers connecting with real brands and having them be happy to talk about this. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's such a refreshing approach because I mean, I get on social media, I don't consider myself an influencer, but I am influenced by a lot of things. And it is, it is great to see, you know, when influencers really are talking about something in depth and they're passionate about it, you can really distinctly tell the difference between 
someone trying to make you a sell and someone trying to really give you, you know, something that could really benefit you, whether that's like, you know, a product that they they're testing out or, you know, a piece of clothing that they're really passionate about and they love to wear and they really are happy and excited to be wearing that brand and supporting it. So absolutely love that for sustainable influencers. Like what kind of awareness do you think that they, I always say that influence is very powerful, right? The, if you have influence, you can do so many great things. What do you think is one of the things that sustainable influencers can really bring awareness? Like how important is it for them to, to really support, you know, these value driven brands? Do you think it, they have the, the power of influence to kind of create customer demand and to really bring awareness to, you know, supporting brands that they really believe in for the customer side? I mean, I just feel like that's a loaded question, but thoughts on that <laughs> yeah no i think um on the influencer side i've been learning a lot about the craft as i said to you i always disclose this i'm not an influencer myself i'm an outsider and i think that one of the things that i do as a founder is to talk to a lot of you so we have a platform with two sides of our platforms we have consumer brands sustainable consumer brands and we have influencers and one of my main roles as a CEO and founders is to talk to them all the time, to have com deep conversations with influencers and brands. So I kind of really understand who they are and what are their needs. And on the influencer side, there's, I think that the craft of the influencer is something that is really interesting and has been a little bit undervalued yeah. uh, because of all this fakeness that I was telling you before. I think we, the influencer has still a lot of power uh, uh, within their audiences. They're all like these small media outlets that they have a lot of power with their followers. And I think what I've seen now that is exciting me is that there's a, a bunch of new generation of micro influencers that are really caring about their audiences as well. And, and I see that they're picky about the brands that they want to work with. And they're really saying like, you know, no, this is not a brand that it will be a great fit with me and things like that. And they're not just saying yes, because a lot of when, when you started, I mean, there's this uh, line of thoughts that when you start something, you have to try everything and you have to kind of like be open and try and try and try. And yes, you know, I kind of agree with that. But this there's a new generation of influencers that, yeah, they try, but they try within a specific frame of what they really are related and they align in terms of values. And that's something that I think is really interesting because they're not really there because, oh, you know, I, I need to be have X amount of followers. And, and as everybody knows, and this is not a secret today, followers is not the real currency when you're looking for an influencer. It's more about the engagement rate. Mm -hmm. And you'll be surprised today, a lot of the micro influencers that are in our platforms are the ones that are driven more growth to brands than the ones that are more established. And I believe, and this is a completely assumption on my side, that is because of that authenticity, number one. And second, because they really are picky on the brands that they're choosing to work with. They're not necessarily working with any brand just because they need to have content. I need to have something there. No, 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 no. I want to have something that is really meaningful to myself and then you see the grid and then you see the stories or, or whatever they put together in TikTok and it's, it's something different of what we are used to see. Yeah, 
I definitely see that shift for sure. And I have a couple friends that, you know, are influencers and it's definitely an undervalued like skill set. It takes so much time and thought process and creativity to really pull together something that is impactful, but they know how to do it because they understand their audience so well. And that's because they're engaging with their community and their community is engaging with them. So that's a really interesting and different dynamic to be seeing among like the influencer space. I think in the beginning, you know, people were trying to just gain followers, gain followers because they thought that meant that they could get a higher pay rate or whatever, but their engagement is low. So it's really cool to see, you know, micro influencers really creating and driving the impact in the community. So it's awesome to see. Um, and so the tables are turned right now. So I I want to ask you, what what is new with the company? Are there any announcements coming up? What can we expect to see? What would you like to share that you're most excited about? Well, uh, today is a very special day for us. And, and I think, you know, we, we are going through a rebranding and we are today basically, oh yeah, our sustainable influencer marketing is becoming bolder. And the reason why is because we, first of all, and complete transparency, when we started the company, we started this company as an experiment. And I think I, I shared this at the beginning of the conversation. And we literally put OJ because it was the name of the experiment. And we it didn't have any meaning for us. Like it was just a label that we put there and it sounded catchy. And people, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then people were like, oh, that's, this is fine. But as we evolve and as we grow, Today, we are a completely different company and completely different human beings of when we started a year ago. And I think we needed to align, you know, all this focus on sustainability, all these value matching uh, driven efforts that we're doing between brands and influencers too. And I think that needed, definitely needed to be reflected on the name. And that's what today we are launching, basically our new name, Boulder. Uh, and, I, and I believe we went through this process for quite a time to kind of like really understand how to define ourselves. And I think one of the things that we realized is that we are deciding to first take a, a, a path that is not necessarily the one that is driven, you know, the, the easier path. We're, we're, I mean, if you are going into influencer marketing and you opening today and you want to start a business, the first thing that you do is like why you want to focus on just a, one part of the market instead of focus on everybody and, and be able to open to all the brands and work with any brand and be able to help them. Yes, we did that at early in, in early days, but I think when we understood the importance of helping the sustainable brands and in the future, helping non-sustainable brands to be sustainable, which is something that I always have in the back of my mind. Yeah. That's when we decided to take this bolder step and go in, in the route of, you know, focus on sustainability, focus on the sustainable way, coming into this concept of sustainable influencer marketing, which is the way that we are defining the type of influencer marketing that we do. And we're super excited for this. I mean, this is a, a moment for us where we are putting a flag and saying, you know, we are now defined by what we do every day and we are taking a step that is 
of course, we feel that it's, it's very bold and we feel that it will take us into the next level. And it's definitely the most rewarding thing to be named now and to have this new name to our platform. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm excited to see the rebranding and how, you know, people react to it, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, I personally love that name. I mean, oh yeah, super fun. <laughs> and people always get the hang of it very quickly. They're like, oh yeah. And then you kind of giggle about it. So, I mean, I will miss, oh yeah, but Boulder is going to kind of what, from my understanding, just embody more of your mission to kind of be bold enough to go into this niche, you know, segment of sustainability, um, which I think is awesome. So is there anything that, how can we support you? Is there something that we can do to support you in your rebranding? Should, is there, what are your hopes with the rebrand? No, I think that, that honestly, the hopes of, for me with the rebrand is just to align ourselves by having a title and a name that is really reflecting of what we are doing today. I think as you said, oh yeah, it's fun, but it's not necessarily <laughs> something that really is, it has any relationship with what we do. Yeah. And I think Boulder is definitely uh, a name that reflects the values that we are having as a company and the steps that we're taking to grow today. I mean, we're taking very a lot of risk. We're also moving in a direction that is super rewarding. I mean, I, I couldn't be more excited about what I'm doing today. And I, and I think I'm speaking on behalf of the team too. I know I have a, an amazing team, uh, Maggie, Nico, Caro, uh, Jorge, Alvaro, Vero, Elena, like everyone in my team, I know they're super, super aligned and excited about this new movement and these new steps that we are taking. And I think in terms of of support, I mean, I'm, I'm not really looking to get more than feedback. I'm more like, you know, check out what we do, see if it's something that it relates with you. If you know anything that we could do better, let us know. I think feedback is the most powerful tool for us to grow more than anything else. We are planning a lot of different activities and things that is going to be a, along with this new name and um, because we're taking as I said yeah. uh, a lot of bolder steps now and I think uh, a lot of them are going to be initiatives that are going to be involved more with the community with our influencers with our uh, sustainable consumer brands and I think you know we're just hoping to really everyone to that is a line of what we are doing to join us in this journey and enjoy it and be as excited as we are and keep giving us feedback so we can keep growing all together. Because at the end of the day, one of our advisors, actually, Ari Madrid, which is one of, you know, an amazing friend that has been on the sustainable space for a lot of time. It's actually someone that I want you to meet, Larissa, at, at some point. She told me something even before we started this startup that I think that is what I really like also about the sustainable community in general, like she always said to me, like my, my client is not necessarily uh, an agency or a brand or something because she comes from the ad agency world. Our, my client is basically earth, it's planet earth. That's my client. And if we all think in that direction and we're saying, you know, my planet, there's really no competition. We're all doing something that is, if it's for helping the planet, we should all work together and do something that actually creates an impact to the planet and not thinking, you know, what, what market share do I have in the, 
in the sustainable space or something like that. It's more like, what can we do all together to go in that direction? That's, for example, you see, you know, the B Corp movement, you know, all these different type of initiatives that are going when you have similar businesses working together in the, that are in the same space that traditionally could be competitors to kind of come up with things that how, what can we do together to do this different? What can we do together to change this practice so it can impact the whatever, less pollution or less whatever objective it is. And, and that's what I really like about this industry too, that everyone is kind of like working together for the same goals. Right. Yeah. I love the same. I mean, the sustainability like sector, especially in fashion, it is a small community, but I will say it is extremely like impactful and loyal. And I think, I think what I love most about this space and exactly what you said is how open everyone is to being collaborative, right? Because everybody's on the same mission to make a real impact. And it's not just about, you know, making money, but it's about making change and creating customer demand, I think is my ultimate goal, you know, as a company, because customers, you know, create the demand. And if we can shift the mentality to a more sustainable mindset, then the planet wins, people win, and we all win. And that's, that's the ultimate goal. So I love that. Yeah. And I think it's something like, for example, I think you and I understand very well. I think, you know, that just the fact that we are here having this interview today, and we know each other for like two months and I probably have seen you only once. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took the, the risk without even knowing you when we had that conversation. And you said to me, oh, I'm putting together this event in South by Southwest. And, you know, I didn't know you. I didn't know your community or anything. But it was something that I saw in you that I said, this person is kind of like in the same direction of me. And then I, I basically put some miles, booked my flight to go to Austin, was there. And I got completely surprised about the amount of people that were in that event, how engaged the people were in, the, in those conversations that we were having at that conference. And then I said, well, yeah, there's definitely, that. I'm not crazy. There, I'm not yeah. the only one thinking in this direction now. And there's exactly. other people like that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, what's crazy about that South by Southwest event is that, you know, my goal was, our goal was to bring in, you know, maybe 500 people, but you could clearly see we brought in so much more than that. And it was really about the value there, right? So you can really see that people are kind of craving that kind of community. It's just a matter of those, the right people spearheading those communities. And like you, Daniel, I think you're doing a great job because you are getting to kind of the root of where community begins. And that's with influencers and that's with brands. So I love what you're doing and I'm excited to see how things continue to grow for you. But I really resonate with it because Refine and your company, I think we're in complete alignment. Our missions are exactly the same. So I'm open to all sorts of collaborations. So I think it's going to be a really great, great uh, partnership. And I think knowing you has been really great as well, because like you said, we do align on so many things. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I think this is, again, just the beginning. I, I believe we are, I hope we can kind of like spread this same, uh, you know, vibrations to a lot of more people that are aligned with us too and, and can continue supporting what you do and refine what I do in Boulder now 
and what we are going to continue and what other companies are doing in the space as well in different sectors in not only in fashion in beauty in food in there's so many interesting activities happening right now in sustainability that I think is just a matter of all of us working together for the same goal. Exactly. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I'm excited to see just how how much more the sustainability segment grows. And there's just so many cool innovations coming out, you know, when, when it comes to fashion or technology. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really great to see everything continue to evolve, I guess you could say. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, Larissa. Do <laughs> you have any more questions for me? <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. Um, I guess what. let's just leave it at this. What is one piece of advice you would give to an entrepreneur? I get to ask this question a lot. And I, you know, I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship. I think that entrepreneurship is one of the keys for us to make changes in the society today, because I think the way that today, especially with technology, how things are moving so fast that there's definitely a lot of changes that you can make by going in your own direction, in your own route. However, you know, there's, I think there's a very big misunderstanding when people see entrepreneurs today, when they see only like the, the, the fashionable part, right? They see like, I don't know, people like Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or any of these guys that we see in social media and, and we see, oh, you know, billion dollars and Jeff Bezos and all these people. I think what we don't see in those guys and we will never see and we will never get to learn is their failures and what they needed to do in order to get there. Because I think we only see their successes and that's what we see in all the books. That's what we see in all the bios because it's a matter of, you know, you need to present yourself in a way that I am yes. the most successful thing so I can fundraise more money, I can, I can get more clients and things like that. But rarely you see someone telling you like, oh, you know, I made this mistake. I mean, if you kind of like go deeper, there's some areas that there's some places that you can kind of see it. And that's one thing that I, I would like to say for new entrepreneurs that it's not easy. It's not like what the books tells you what it is. I think it's a lot of experimentation. It's a lot of trial and error and be strong enough to make a lot of mistakes, understand and learn from those mistakes and get up again and do something different. Because in that cycle and in that process is when you really find something that at the end resonates with, with, uh, with either a company or a product or something, because we're not doing this for us. I mean, yes, we're having fun doing this because otherwise we wouldn't be doing it, but we also have to do something that is really solving a problem for someone. Because I'm, I'm not here to solve a problem for myself because I'm not an influencer and I don't have a consumer brand. Yeah. I'm solving a problem in my platform that both sides of the platform have and, and is that influencer marketing works, but there's not enough tools and there's not enough ways for me to, to, for you to match with the right influencers to create growth. And I found that problem through an experiment. I, I, it wasn't like, I woke up one day and said, oh, I have this amazing idea. I want to come up with an influencer sustainable platform. No, it was a consequence of a lot of customer feedback, trial and error, and, and learning from those uh, uh, experiments and problems and putting together pieces of data 
and you know building a product and that, and that's I think is a craft that we all need to learn as entrepreneur because that's the way that you do it. I mean, a lot of the successful companies that you see today are companies that are not necessarily starting doing what they do today. They started doing something else. And then by this process of experimentation and failure, and they learn what really the customer wants, because at the end of the day, we're doing this for our customers, not for us. There's kind of like a balance. We're having fun, but also needs to be something that it helps that is solved a real problem for somebody. And I think that's kind of my, my main advice is learn how to do that. And I don't think there's a school to learn that more than practice. There, yeah, there's a lot of theory. You can have advisors. You can listen to a lot of people. But at the end of the day, it's your own journey. It's your own experience. Your, the experiments that you do are different than the ones that other people do. Like even when you listen or you read a book about someone that made a mistake, yes, it could apply to you. I'm not saying it doesn't, but but maybe for you, when you do the same experiment, it will be successful because the timing is different, right. the customers are different, and, and what you're doing is completely different of what you read in, in that book. So that would be my advice. Well, that's great advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. This has been always great conversations with you. So I look forward to doing this again. Um, but yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you. Awesome. No, thank you very much, Loris. And I hope this inspired you to start your own podcast. I want to I wanna see that uh, uh, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs>